Welcome to Her Drive Podcast, a female-focused interview series with women of the world discussing their road trips to success. I'm your host, Cindy Cramblatt, a travel expert, business owner, and curious spirit with a knack for meeting fascinating women. Please join me as I hop in the passenger seat and chat with these ambitious women about what drives them, twists and turns, and those pedal-to-the-metal moments. Let's drive. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Her Drive Podcast. This podcast is all about connecting with super women who have a mission and a purpose, and whatever that is, um, their motivation, their fire, their drive to to keep going and, and pushing through. So I'm very excited for today's guest. Her name is Heather Greco. She is a coach, a health expert, a mom and is the founder of Chaos and Cookies, which is very poignantly described as keeping moms from crumbling. Um, after 10 years of plus of experience as a director of marketing and helping build six and seven figure businesses for other women, Heather has created Chaos, the Chaos Control System to equip moms to overcome their objectives so they can live the life they want to live and start that business they have always wanted. So very cool, Heather. Thank you for uh, being a guest on Her Drive. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. It is a pleasure. Um, we are both based in Texas. I'm in Dallas. You're in Austin, keeping it weird, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. It's such a funny life. And, and the two cities could not be more different, but equally cool in their own way. Oh, I know. I know. It's very different. I grew up in Houston, uh, right outside uh, in spring in Northwest Houston. And so it's it's funny how you can get to a part of the state and every city is much di- you know different than the other. Absolutely. And Texas is so big. If no one's been, if, if my listeners, if you haven't been to Texas, you can drive for like 10 hours and not be across the state in multiple directions. That's how big, big Texas yes. is. It's crazy. So Heather, um, tell me a bit about chaos and cookies. I, I mean, I, I described it, but like, what? How do you describe it? What's your elevator elevator pitch? So chaos and cookies is um, a place. Well, first of all, chaos and cookies because I have three young kids, and it's always chaos, right? And I, I don't like the word balance. I think more like controlling chaos is more like it because you can only control what you can control. And uh, cookies, because no matter how much you clean, there's always crumbs. And cocktails would have pigeonholed me into the um, alcohol world. And so I thought it would be best to uh, name it that. And the tagline is keeping moms from crumbling, which is exactly what it does. Um, it I teach sustainable and maintainable ways to uh, create systems in your home that will create more time for mom and create your home to be more self-sufficient. And it's easy and simple and almost every single person could be, you know, could implement this and just feel lighter and be more prepared for whatever chaos, you know, brings. Oof. I absolutely love the way that you look at family life or just family's, or, excuse me, life in general. 
um, it is chaotic and can be a beautiful chaos. It can be not so beautiful in some situations. And I grew up in a house with, um, I have four siblings, but three other siblings and a single mom who, uh, unfortunately, um, she had to have my father removed from our home when we were 11 years old because he started becoming uh, abusive um, to us. And she really took on so much. And I've always been amazed by the way that she seemingly kept things together, despite what I think many people would crumble under that type of pressure. It was like during the recession. So she had lost her job. Um, she had to go work minimum wage. She had four mouths to feed. You know, we were all like preteens and teenagers. So very stressful time to be going through a divorce, um, especially from like an abusive spouse. Yes. So I look at moms and I'm not a mother yet, um, but I look at moms and you all just have such strength that I don't think a non-mother, no offense to anyone like me, but I don't think a non-mother can understand until they're they're in that space. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. I mean, when you become a mom, you have no idea. Like you think you know, but you really have no clue. And it's it's amazing. I never thought that I would be a mom. I never really took to kids when I was younger. Like a lot of people will babysit when they're in high school. I pet sat. Like I did the pet thing. I was too, I was busy in sports and just, I never really got into the kid thing. And, um, my mom always jokes that she never thought she'd be a grandmother with me. And I have three beautiful kids and they give me so much joy and they, keep things really interesting every single day and the your mindset just completely and organically will switch to just protection mode like they come first no matter what and it's it's just very instinctual um and when they say you know follow your gut it it really is like once you become a mom like it's not easy you have to learn how to do a lot of things but it's funny um, I had a conversation last week with someone where we're not born with these skills. We have to learn them. And if they weren't modeled for us or if we didn't get the opportunity to learn prior, like you're winging it. And having a community and having these mom support groups, like that's a thing that you really do need if you don't have the skills or weren't around them. And you're just hoping you're doing it in the best way. I'm not even going to say the right way because I, my way is not going to be your way. And the perfect way is to you is not going to be my perfect way. Everyone has their own way and you have to do it in a way that you, I've just said way a lot of times, uh, but uh, you have to do it with how you feel it's comfortable and what works for you and your family and what it looks like to Sally down the street may look very different to you. And there's nothing wrong with either way. Mm. That's um, very well stated. And I think extremely diplomatic. <laughs> oh, I mean, because we, we often compare ourselves, whether you're a mom or not, we compare ourselves to everyone. I mean, social media, it's a love-hate relationship because you do the, the compare game. We have to think about why we're actually posting things on social. Are we doing it to like make ourselves look good to the world? Like, look what I did. Like, why do we have to post to prove I went to my son's so like soccer game? You know, you're there, you're present. Like you don't have to just, 
you don't have to post to prove it. And so I think we have to really take a step back and look at what works for you, what works for someone else, what um, helpful hints and tips you can give to others, maybe because it's not working that well, or maybe there's a better way. And for me, I like to teach others how to do it better. You know, I can ask them exactly how they function at home or how their schedule is, and it may look completely different. I had someone last year ask me, how do I, you know, make time just to do laundry? Well, then we look at your day and we look at to see like where your most productive time is, and that's where you would stick the things that you really don't like to do. But some productive days might, like my productive, most productive time is right in the middle of the day between like 11 and 2, and then like right at night between like 8 and 10. And it's super weird, but that might not be someone else's. And then just creating a better process that works and keeps things calm and works for your kids and works for your spouse and all those things. That is, um, again, so well stated. I am an odd duck where I like to work at weird hours um, Mm. that most people would not approve of, but that's just you know, where my creativity lies, my productivity lies in another like point in time. And then I can only imagine like throwing a child in there. You have to then work around their schedule too. <laughs> in oh, a way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially when they, you get the call from school right in the middle, right before you're going to hop on to do something or you're about to, like, I actually experienced this going through my divorce. I was, um, my kids were supposed to be with their dad. There was some hiccups and apparently like something happened and he couldn't take them. And I was literally walking into the movie theater by myself to watch a movie on my own and have me time. I get this call and now I'm all of a sudden like, okay, I now have to figure out how to A, break it to the kids and not hurt their feelings that this isn't happening. B, I have to figure out what I'm going to do because it's a holiday weekend. And I don't have my nanny to help me or I would like to not have to ask her for help because it's her it wasn't planned. And so just adapting and things just come at you and you just have to figure out how to deal with it in the best way possible. Um, I cried a little, the kids didn't see, but I was sad for them. But on the other hand, it's like, all right, well, we got to make it work. Got to figure it out. And, and you, with kids, they'll throw, it'll just throw stuff at you, Ooh, you know? Absolutely. Well, you just touched on something that I've always been curious about. When do moms find time to release you, the pressure? Like how, how, how are people doing that in a health unhealthy way? And then how are you, and are you helping, um, them find ways to do that in a, in a way that's better for the whole fine family dynamic? Sure. So when speaking personally, I, I was very OCD, um, I, I, under a very high stress with, um, when I was married and just my nature after I went to college, um, all of a sudden my OCD just completely went crazy. I got very, and maybe it's cause I was on my own for the first time and I was just very particular and that's how my anxiety came out. Um, and I just thought that if I did everything and anything, like I was getting stuff done and that was making me happy and fulfilled. Nowadays I have, as you have kids, like you have to also learn, like I've made such a, I've grown so much from my first child to my third child because at my first child, like I would clean up right after him and I wouldn't leave clutter and I would have to go find every single piece to every single game and make like, cause it would drive me crazy. Now as like the kids are, you know, I have more, it's like, okay, 
don't clean up after them. Like let them play, let them do their thing, but then clean it up one time. Like don't get anxious because there's toys everywhere because it will get picked up at some point. And so not stressing about that situation because that just clutter makes me crazy. Like if I can see it, if it's behind a closed door, I'm fine. But it, I know it's, it's weird. Like if you open up some of these closets in my house, you're like, whoa, but it's very organized to the eye. And so I think learning how to let things go and practicing um, some some positive self-talk. I mean, I'm also – therapy is a wonderful, wonderful thing for people. I strongly recommend it for anyone and everyone because it just gives you a an outlet to just release and talk through things. And sometimes you just need to say them out loud and then they're fine. But um, you have to – schedule in the time that you want for yourself. Like I was going to go and see a movie on my own, bought the tickets, was about to go, couldn't make it happen. I wasn't bummed that I couldn't go see the movie. I was bummed for my kids. I was I was bummed that I wasn't able to get my time, but it wasn't like I was going to be like, well, too bad. Like this is my time. Like it, you have to pick and choose when that happens. But um, making it to where you're keeping an appointment with yourself for instance, right now I have I just downloaded this app for sleep to try and get me to become more of a morning person. If you follow me on social media, I'm very open about not being a morning person and my children know that I'm not a morning person, but I would like to become more like because I've noticed that when I work out before school drop off, I'm happier and I don't bite their head off and I'm not as irritable on the way to school when they're being really loud and I'm overly stimulated. And so finding resources to make the changes in a way that you can, it's not going to be overnight, but just finding a way to, to do it in a gradual state. Like I know I like to work out, but I know if I don't work out before 10 o'clock, maybe 11, it's not going to get done for the day. It's just going to just, it's just not, I'm not going to. Um, so knowing where your boundaries lie, knowing what works for you, what might not work for your friend, and, and making adjustments around that. Mm. Seems like a lot of uh, acceptance and modifying. Yeah, it's a lot of trial and error. There's a great book by James Clear habit um, about habit stacking. It's called um, Atomic Habits. And it's a great and powerful book where you add in a habit once in a while. I, I have um, systems that you can implement in your, in your house that it's one of those like set it and forget it. You just have to keep up with it. But it makes so much more sense after it's implemented. Like, for instance, my kids. Like, I wanted to eliminate the arguments in the morning on what they were wearing before school. Now, they're in private school now. And um, so they wear uniforms, but all of them have different PE days. And so trying to remember all three PE days when there's just so much going on, I don't want to be that mom to, to, to make to mess that up. And so I get like the hanging shelves that you can get at Target or anywhere with um like they look like a shoe shoe cubbies and it's like you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. And it hangs from your from your closet crossbar and there's I get one with five sections. I apologize, my dog is barking in the background. Um and so I will go in on Sunday or my nanny because I am very fortunate that – I mean, I, I refuse to not have help. Let's just put that there too. Like I'm a single mom, but if I can – I will make time and money to bring in help because I think it's huge 
if you're not trying to do it all on your own. And so um, either her or I will go in either on the Friday before she goes home for the weekend or uh, me on Sundays, I'll go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and lay out all the clothes for each of the kids. So all they have to do in the morning is go to their designated day, pull out the clothes and put them on, or I can pull them out and put them in the dresser knowing what day it is. It creates like there's a system for them so they know what to do. There's no argument because, hey, we either picked out our clothes together on Sunday and this is what we're wearing. You know, crazy sock days on Friday, put the crazy socks in the Friday thing so you don't forget and you're prepared and you're not scrambling the morning before school, like looking for the last minute pair of socks because you forgot or your kid didn't tell you. And so it just minimizes a lot of the chaos that could happen in the morning where they can focus on packing their backpacks and getting breakfast. Or I have the extra 10 minutes to, uh, you know, send my email out that I need. And so just creating something like that. I have one in my closet with all my workout stuff. So it's right there. I'm not giving myself an excuse where I can't find my yoga pants or whatever the case may be. It's right there for me or I can pull them out night before and put them by my sink and get dressed. So just creating things that are easy for you to follow and that makes sense and that are age appropriate for your children. Mm, That is brilliant. And um, I love that, that system hack, how beautiful. And it probably doesn't take that much time on Sunday to for each, each child to kind of work through with you on what they want to do, um, for their crazy sock day or any of the other outfits. So no, it's, very well. it's very yeah. helpful. There's a couple others I can offer, which will save a lot of time. Like there's a cooking hack as well. Um, think about when you're making dinner, even for yourself, like you probably go laps around your kitchen and pantry, grabbing all the things. But when you go grocery shopping and you're and you're planning your meals out for the week or whatnot, and then you get your grocery order and you got like that one onion or you got like the three carrots that you need or whatever the case may be, you can buy these little containers or you can put it in like a Ziploc bag, whatever makes like works for you and put all the things that you require to make that certain meal in the bin. So then when you go, even if it's like the whisk or the spices, whatever the case may be, so you make fewer trips around your kitchen, you pull it out of your fridge and everything's right there. And then you're ready to go. And you just save 20 minutes by like going to get the time or the, this or the, that, and you only have to minimize. And it's almost, I've been told it's, you can kind of compare it to those, uh, meal delivery kits that you get everything in the, in what you need to cook and your measurements and you just start cooking. It's basically just doing that for yourself. And it's a super easy way to just save some time in the kitchen, shave off 20 minutes, and then you don't have to feel like you have to rush to get dinner or, you know, create more time for you to cook. Mm, Magnificent. Again, another brilliant hack. Um, I am curious, how did you like move into this space and what led you to kind of sharing your, your findings and your systems? with other mompreneurs? So I've always been a multitasker, but um, I left the legal industry in shortly after my um, my youngest son. Um, it was about five years ago. Um, I had just had my, my another back surgery and I was still nursing and I had three little ones. It was kind of crazy. And my um, their dad just traveled like a ton. They, he was gone almost every week of the month or every other week. And so I was 
on my own for a long time. It was, I didn't ever rely on him as like a spouse when it came to like schedules and getting things done. Cause he just wasn't that there for that. And so I, I, that's when, you know, we brought in someone to help me. Plus I physically could not do it because of my back issues. Um, I have a condition called spondylolisthesis. So I've had several, uh, spinal fusions and, um, you know, bending, lifting, twisting with, with a back injury or back issues. Like we all know is terrible. When you have three little ones, it's very hard to keep up. And so running a household too by yourself. And after I left, I just didn't want to not work. I just working is my thing. And I got back into health and wellness and started helping women through this virtual health and wellness program, uh, called faster way of fat loss. And I noticed that a lot of the clients that I was having were finding having a hard time finding the time to do the healthy things or work in their exercise time or trying to make time to drink more water. All so that was like its own problem in itself and my background's in health and wellness that's where my um, degree is in and so it was nice to be able to finally use my degree but then I I created um chaos and cookies because I felt that there was a need for some sort of planner or system or even just a coach to help them navigate to fit in the health and wellness piece. So I thought it married it very well together. Um, I also uh, wanted to create my own destiny. I didn't want to be so reliant on my um, ex-husband for finances. And I also felt like I was doing so much not knowing I was doing as much as I was. And I got a lot of questions like, how are you doing that all? Like your husband travels and you've got three kids and you just had back surgery and how you know how to like hang pictures and do, cause I couldn't rely on my spouse to hang up a picture or do the honeydew list traditionally. I uh, just, he wasn't there or he wasn't interested when he got back from a long trip. Rightfully so. But for me, I didn't want to hire someone all the time. So I learned how to do the things around the house. And I thought that these little hacks would help moms and women do more on their own, feel more empowered, also eliminate the need for a spouse or a partner. Uh, because some of us stay because we fear that we can't do it on our own, that we need that other person and that support. And hey, we do, like support's great. But if it's not a healthy relationship, if it's not a safe relationship, if it's just not working and it's just better, then it's okay and you need to learn those skills. And if I can help even just teach a little bit of how to either learn how to do those skills or make a plan and get a better understanding on how your house works and functions and when to call a plumber and when you can tape it up and wait for your spouse to get home or where to spend a lot of money because unfortunately a lot of these companies will come in, see a single woman or a mom or a wife and take advantage because the husband's not there and we don't know what we're talking about. And really, uh, educating ourselves on all the things and how your house works because you can get conned really quickly. I mean, a, a story about that. Uh, we used to have an investment property in an older building and I was talking to the tenant over the phone and the plumber 
was trying to sell me this part that they needed because it was leaking. And they're like, well, this is a very old building and they only make this one part and only one store in Austin carries it. And it's like $500. I'm like, what? Huh? Like that's, that's insane. But I was like, well, he's the expert. He's probably telling me the truth. Right. And so I asked him, I said, well, can you send me the model number of the part and let me just see what you're talking about? Cause this, you know, you know, this just happens to be a German part in an Austin store. I ended up Googling it, found it on Amazon for 60 bucks and sent the picture back. And I was like, this, is this the part? They're like, yeah, this is the part. I said, perfect. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to buy it and ship it to the, to the apartment. And then whenever it gets in, we'll call you guys back and install it. And I just saved ourselves like $450. And so just knowing what to do in those situations and not always Sometimes I could have been wrong. I'd be like, oh crap, that's really $500 part. That's going to suck. But at least I'm able to make good decisions and look at it and not get taken advantage of. And it's super important to uh, ourselves like that. Absolutely. And it must be so empowering to be able to step into a situation like that and know what to say to a quote unquote expert and, and ensure that, um, that they, they are being honest. Yeah, you can you can be sure that I called the supervisor after and just said I didn't appreciate your plumber, you know, trying to con me into a, you know, I was going to give you guys the business. I'm going to totally call someone else to install it now. But, you know, honesty is the best policy. <laughs> Absolutely. It always is. The truth always surfaces um, in one way or another. 100%. And it's very, and it's, it's important for us to, because we can be so overwhelmed where the easiest thing for me at that moment was to probably say, okay, whatever it takes, like just get it done and get it off my list. But doing your due diligence is very important and it's very empowering. And then you learn for the next time or you can help someone. Ne- Maybe it will happen to your sister and you're like, well, let me look. You know, you just learning how things run because you own your house. You you run that like a business, like a well-oiled machine and having a standard operating procedure, which is like my chaos control system where there's literally a system in place for everything when it comes time to even the process of like drop off and pick up of the kids. A lot of us are like, what? I drop them off. I pick them up. It's in our heads. We don't write things down when they are just a routine but you have to step out of that and think about what if I'm not the one doing it? What if something happens to me? What if there's a a big change that has to be made? I need to be able, someone else is going to be, have to be able to step into that role and hope it, hopefully make it seamless for the kids because kids don't like change. They really thrive on consistency. And if you can minimize it as much as you can, why not have something written down systems procedures on what to do when this happens. And as they happen, you write them down. You're not going to be able to, you know, prepare for everything, but as they go, you know, my dog, did you know that there's a poison control number just for animals? It's different from the person, from the human one. Didn't know that. So I added that to the book. When I experienced poison control with my animal, I went to my chaos control system and I added that number because you just, you know, you're always learning new things. And I didn't know that. Mm. Neither did I. That's amazing to know. And I love that you, you have this 
reference book <laughs> to come to. Yeah, I think it's important. And um, think about, this is how I also simplify it for those listening as well. Like how many lists, whether you have children or not, maybe you have a pet, maybe it's just your house. When you go on a trip or even like a night out with the girls, how many lists have we made in our lives? Like this is where I'm going to be. This is my flight information. This is my hotel information. Here's my emergency contact information. Right? This is the pet schedule. This is how many times I need to be walked. This is when you need to give them water. All the things. Think about all those lists. Even if it's just a list of because you're going out, we'll make sure that, you know, the sound machine is on level two and he has his giraffe lovey and his turtle, but not the turtle that's the puppet, but this turtle. Very specific, but you write it down. You also voice it to them. Maybe you text it to them. When you come home, what happens to those lists? Most likely they get lost, they get trashed, and then the next time around, most likely most things haven't changed. You have to write it all out again. So having something where you have that already done, where you can print it out, or you can go onto your computer and make a quick change because it's editable on the PDF and print out just the page. Save so much time, save so much uh, peace of mind, and they're not texting you every five seconds asking you questions that you forgot to write down because they're already there. And I always say, like, don't text me, check the book. If it's not there, mm-hmm. then then call me because mm-hmm. I'm trying to have some time to myself. I'm trying to do whatever. Maybe I'm in a meeting and I don't want to panic every time I see a text come over that my kid, like, broke his leg, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. And it seems like a way that people can even take that model and use it in their work life or other situations as well. It's kind of their, their guidebook, so to speak. Yeah. I call it the family playbook. Like what's the next play? Like, cause it's like plays on sports and I thought it was fun. Yeah, that is super fun. Um, so You'd mentioned a few things um, in regards to like divorce, and I'm just curious um, when going through your divorce, how did that modify how you operated your family's business, basically, like your home life? Sure. So I created this because I wanted to collect all the information I possibly could. One, one because my spouse traveled so much and he held so much information in his head and his brain. And I didn't really know where to find it or he didn't really like me going through all that stuff. He handled a lot of the finances and all that stuff. And when things were getting a little crazy around here and we weren't getting along and, 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 you know, our marriage started to, to, you know, just, kind of crumble and, and not be, we weren't, you know, as we were just not working as a couple. And I didn't feel strong enough, prepared enough to leave a marriage or even consider, uh, what life would look like as a divorced parent before I could collect and gain all of the things that he did for us. You know, um, which wasn't much because I did handle a lot of the things, but the finances and bills getting paid and insurance and all of that information, that was all in his name and that was all the things. And I needed to feel prepared and 
almost empowered to say like, I don't need this person to pay my bills or to get things done once I've collected all of my information because it's like that shouldn't be an excuse to stay in something that's not working, that's not healthy for our children. And so that was my first step. And I'm actually now as a divorced mom going through the chaos control system again and and filling out all the new information and all the new accounts that I had to open. And it was a very big and daunting learning process on top of now trying to manage three children's emotions about dealing with divorce and doing a swap between his house and my house. I actually created a brand new checklist about a month ago because my ex-husband doesn't like to communicate very well and we're unable to communicate like a traditional um, couple or just human beings. And so I everything's an argument. And so to try to take that out and, and keep that very, you know, surface, I scour the internet for some sort of list or thing for divorced parents and child swaps. And there's nothing out there and was shocked. And so I created a, it's very simple. It's a checklist of all the things. So I would take down, I wrote down everything that the kids were bringing with them to dads. And then I wrote on the other side to be returned. And I listed all the things that I needed them to bring home, whether that my eight-year-old collects it all and makes sure everything's in the bag or he did it. It was there. So then I wasn't relying on my nanny to go through the bag and things and make sure that they had all that. Because they're young. They bring something that has attachment to them and I don't have the capability of getting it back from him until the next time they go. That's a very it's a learning lesson for the kids, but at the same time, it's like an unnecessary exercise I would like to not handle um, if I can help it because they just are young and I've got a lot going on and I don't want to deal with the emotional tantrum I'm going to have with it. And he doesn't care because he's not here to deal with it. So on the back of it, there was a list that was blank, same exact list that gave him the opportunity to list anything they were taking from his house that he wanted returned the next time. He didn't choose to utilize it, but that's his choice. But the resource is there. And just simple tools to communicate with someone else, to help your kids be more self-sufficient. So I, we're not, you know, asking to, to make a bunch of trips back and forth to the car, to the apartment, to go get all the things, to make it halfway home and notice that like we don't have a bag full of anything and we need to turn around and go back. You know, just trying to control the chaos because you can't control other people. You can't control how others do things. When him and I lived together, I could control a lot of the things. And now it's like I can only do so much without enabling. And so becoming a divorced parent changed the way that I did things because now I own them more. I don't share the responsibility with him anymore. And so now it's a super important thing for me to really own the systems and make them work and make sure that I'm modeling good behavior and teaching my kids good systems that they can implement later in life. Mm, that is so insightful and extremely helpful. And I love that as you're learning new things, you're adding that to the value um, that you offer to your clients and other 
people who are experiencing the exact same thing. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I think too, when, when you're in an unpredictable situation, uh, as like a divorce can be, you know, every five seconds there was something happening that I could expect to happen, but, you know, dealing with something that could happen versus actually dealing with it throws in a lot of kinks, throws in a lot of emotion. I mean, going through a divorce just alone, whether it's, um, if, if, if it's, amicable or it's not, it's a very hard thing to do. And whether you, it's just like the mom thing. Like if you haven't gone through a divorce and you just don't know, like you might know people that have gone through it and seen it, but you don't know how it feels. And it's just that alone is very difficult. The kids then on top of that are very difficult dealing with them and all of their questions and making sure that you're answering it in a way on top of creating new, uh, new ways for them to do things. They were used to dad being here because of COVID. He didn't travel. So then he was here quite a bit. And so like moving him in, moving him out of the house, it's like just a whole new structure and a whole new way of looking at it for them. And they're adjusting and they've got feelings about it. And my four, my four, five-year-old is now just starting to talk about things that happened last year when he was four, not even thinking about he, that he experienced these things. I'm like, wow, okay, now I, we're, we're, we're going there and I have to now, you know, go through the motions with them and all of their feelings that they might have experienced in the past. So just be super mindful of things that you can head off. No one prepares for a divorce. I had a feeling I was going to be getting a divorce. I prepared as much as I could. Um, but on the other end of things, I've had clients and people reach out to me after hearing about this playbook where their spouse had like the widow maker heart, heart attack. And for months they were in the hospital and she was running the home, two businesses and their kids because he almost dropped dead. And he owned a lot of information and things for the house. So preparing for the worst, hoping for the best. We never want to think it's going to happen to us, but you just never know. Um, you learn a lot about people, especially if you're married. And sometimes it's years down the road and you have to make changes that aren't always the best um, or easiest, I should say, but they're for the best. And you have to arm yourself with all the tools to eliminate the excuses uh, to stay. If it's a dangerous situation or just not a healthy one or make the change that you need to make with them. You just have to arm yourself and have the confidence to do that. And sometimes it's just a simple list of things to do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I appreciate you sharing that with, with me and, and the listeners. Um, again, it just boils down to being, knowledgeable on what's happening in your environment and what's happening with your, your partner and with your kids and honestly with yourself. So do you, how do you keep yourself balanced? Do you have any like rituals daily, weekly, monthly, annually? What, um, what fuels like your heart and your love tank and, and just your general well being, Heather? So for me, I'm trying to get back to working out four times a week, which is what I was doing consistently prior to COVID. And then that kind of threw a wrench because the kids were – I used to go and work out after I dropped off the kids. 
from school. Now that I'm, I've got them per, uh, like 85% of the time. So I'm not, you know, at least with him, he would take them to school sometimes when he was in town. So I take them to school now every single day. Um, and so trying to just, uh, get up early and switch my schedule a little bit more because now I am also working full time on top of running a business and my podcast and running a house by myself, um, trying to make sure I get my workout in. I'm working towards that and eliminating excuses so I don't go backwards. My other thing is at no matter what time it is, they go to bed. Um, I like to have my wind down time after I don't care if like I'm having a rough night with them and they are just having an anxious moment because um, divorce does so much to kids and even arguments between me and my ex-spouse can have, you know, an effect on them as well. No matter how much you think you're hiding things, they know, they can see, they're very, very smart and they pick up on a lot of things and dealing with those questions. So if you're having a long night and they're going to bed at like 10 I still need that hour to like decompress, whether that be just zone out in an episode of like Game of Thrones or go on social media and go on my phone. I like to have that wind down time before I go to bed. I can't just like stop and just go straight to bed. Um, so I like to have that time and hang out with my dogs and, you know, just sit and decompress. I cannot stand it when my kids come out and they like mommy me to death after I've already answered the same question six times. And I'm like, seriously, like I'm not answering the question anymore. Like <laughs> go to bed. Like now it's mom's turn to like just chill. Mm-hmm. And this seems like um, an important boundary to have. Like, okay, we've discussed this. I need a little bit of time for me. And it shows them that it's okay to take time for yourself. Absolutely. You're modeling behavior. Like it's okay to say, Hey, I've got to take this phone call. And they understand that like, okay, mommy's working for a second, but I also am trying to make it to where I put my phone down and be present at the same time where they can also see that mom's choosing to not be on her phone and work and be with us. And so they watch everything we do and with them being in therapy and play therapy, they've Play therapy's taught me a lot about picking things up that they are feeling and experiencing in their play. I think it's fascinating. And so when I listen to them talk to each other or role play, you can pick up on so much and learn what you are, what they're seeing. And then you're like, whoo, that's a really great thing that I'm doing and that they're picking up on that. That's awesome. Or the other way, like, ooh, eek, I need to make some changes because if I sound like that, that's not great. And so it's just paying attention. That's so interesting. Um, Wow, I love that. This has been such a beautiful conversation, Heather. I really appreciate your vulnerability and your insight and your wisdom into how to make changes to um, our home lives so that we can just better function as uh, human beings. And um, the one question I love asking, and I ask everybody this, (laughs) is if you could go back in time and give a younger you some words of advice, how old would you be and what would you say? Woohoo. That's so. Hmm. Okay. So I'm not sure about the age, but I would go back probably early high school. Um, 
I had perfect attendance from kindergarten to senior year of high school. I never missed a day of school. <laughs> I have a certificate that, and my sister did as well. Now my sister, my mom was an educator. She made school very important and kept us all so very busy in sports and activities. I was on four soccer teams. I played an orchestra that we won a Grammy and the Grammy, um, uh, the grant program for high schools. I also ran track and I also danced ballet, um, did Girl Scouts for a while. I was very busy and I also went to school. I never, I didn't even do senior skip day. It's sad, 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 sad. Looking back at that, I think I would tell myself to not, not to not take school seriously, but it's okay to miss a day of school. It's okay to have fun and be a kid. Um, I know my parents did it to keep us out of trouble. I'm a very big rule follower. I think it's ingrained me to like always show up. At the same time, I've also noticed that me not missing a day of school, that was my normal. That's not normal. Typically people miss because they're sick or their parents go on vacation on a Friday. We never did that. We always took it on during the spring break and summers. I think like my son, when he was in kindergarten, my oldest, he's eight, almost nine now, he had this tiny little stomach bug. Like he just had a little upset stomach. And I was like, it's not that bad. It's no big deal. Like he's going to school. They literally called me an hour into school and was like, he just threw up. He needs to come home. And I'm like, dang it. And I knew I should have met <laughs> him. Yeah. That was my problem. That was not his problem. There was no reason for him to go. He he didn't have like a fever or anything. It's just he ate something. He, of course, was fine the rest of the day, but he had to come home. And I was like, Heather, what is wrong with you? Like, it's kindergarten. It's okay if he misses a day of kindergarten. But to me, it was like, he can't miss school. It's very important. If he has an absence, it's a bad thing. It's like, this is not normal. And so I would go back and tell myself like, it's okay if you miss a day of school to senior skip day or, you know, if you didn't feel 100% to go to school, maybe you shouldn't have muscled through it and you should have taken like a sick day and just stayed home. I never missed. I think it was two weeks right before my senior year. I got super sick. Bronchitis, laryngitis. I think it was just overwhelm and exhaustion because I was playing four soccer teams. I was going to school on scholarship. I was just trying to like end the year. And I, we had to do like a doctor call at like midnight, house call. And they're like, you're not going to school tomorrow. And I'm like, I am going to school. I have two weeks left. I'm not ruining my perfect record. I will crawl out of the window and go. It was, it's sick. It's gross. And it's like, oh my, but you know, when you're that close, you're like, no way am I ruining this now. Um, <laughs> but it was like, that was ingrained and it's okay to have some fun and not to miss out on the things that are important to you, especially whether you're young, older, not to miss out on it, make it work. Nothing's going to happen to you if you tell someone no and it's okay. Like that's what I would tell myself. Mm, That's beautiful. And, um, I think my sister can relate to, to that one. (laughs) Um, I have a lot of fun in my life. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think a lot of people can relate. The perfectionism is, is definitely a thing. 
And this is before cell phones. This is before we had a computer in our pocket. Like I think I got a Nokia and I didn't get a cell phone until I was 16 because there was no reason for me to have one until I got a car. And then I, you know, then my sister got one when she was 15 because she could call me for a ride. So, you know, it's one of those things. It's so different now and it looks so different. And it's like, now you can have a lot of fun, but don't forget to also focus on the things that are going to bring you forward, like school or you have to also focus on those things, but there's got to be some sort of balance. I mean, my sister was equally busy. She, she's now a principal of school and she's a workaholic. Me, I take on way too many things because I can. Is it the healthiest thing to do? No, but I'm working on it and I'm taking things off my plate and, and knowing like I don't need to go above and beyond every single time if it's going to create more stress for me, doing what I need to do, not to just get by, but to do a great job and feel like a good job doesn't mean it has to be like crazy busy, crazy overwhelm. It can be like, it's okay. And being okay with like, no, if you're doing what they're asking you to do and you're doing it and you're doing it your best ability, that's all that you really need to do right now. Mm-hmm. You know, so take Absolutely. that for what well, you I appreciate that. Yeah, I think it's great. <laughs> great advice for all of us. Well, Heather Greco of Chaos and Cookies, thank you so much for being on her drive. It was a pleasure to learn a bit more about you and from you. Um, can you let everybody know where they can they can con- contact you and see more about you. Sure. Um, I'm on social media, Instagram. I'm at the Heather Greco and I also have a, a chaos and cookies Instagram. I've got, um, same place on Facebook and then my website, chaosandcookies.com. I also have my own podcast, same name, chaos and cookies podcast. Um, I have great guests, authors. Um, it's a lot of, it's something for everyone. And then I just, uh, had a book launch and I wrote a chapter and it's the three, it's the three time saving hacks. I touched on two of them today, uh, for every parent or really anybody. Um, and you can go grab that. It's called no problem parenting and that's on Amazon and, uh, where books are sold. Amazing. Well, thank you for being a superwoman and sharing your, your secrets with all of us. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. It was great. It's a great outlet. And um, thank you so much for having me and um, providing a, a platform for uh, women like me to come on and share sto- our story and uh, our drive and what makes us tick. So thank you. It's my pleasure. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Her Drive. Again, you can see more about Heather at her-drive.com. We're on all the major um, podcasts, uh, hosting sites, uh, YouTube as well. Feel free to go to her-drive.com to listen. Thanks, Heather. Take care. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening to Her Drive with Cindy Cramblett. If you want to know more about today's guest or know a fascinating woman you'd love for me to interview, please see the show notes, visit Instagram or her-drive.com. And please, 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 if you love the show, leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for riding along and subscribe to join our next woman and her drive to success.